no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. The Point After Show presents the Fantasy Football Advantage. Alright now, baby, alright! 60 minutes falls out! Let's open up the whole can of kick ass and kill them all! Let the paramedics sort them out! Hey, what's up, listeners? We are back. It is the Fantasy Football Advantage by the Point After Show. By Polly. I am one of the hosts, Paul Lipko. I'm here with the other two dingbats, uh, hosts, sorry, Eddie, Big Daddy Scarupa. What's up? I upgraded you to Big Daddy this week. All right, I like it. Uh, Better than you noticed you've been putting on a little weight. <laughs> like and Tommy, give me any action, Lipko. That's not nice. Ooh. Uh, uh, my... Previous uh, on the last podcast, my nickname was uh, Tommy Bonus Hold'em after I told him some confidential stories about me and Maz this weekend. But wow, Bonus Hold'em, huh? We are joined in studio this week by our special guest. He's not really that special anymore. We have downgraded him uh, from our uh, future attorney or senator, one of our attorneys, to he is uh, intern Kyle. What's up, buddy? How are you guys? Intern Kyle, thanks for coming on tonight, buddy. Intern Kyle, to the point after show, we have officially uh, got ourselves an intern, and we're excited about that. He's resume building right now. He is. So so we got a pretty awesome show this week? Always have an awesome show, not just this week. Uh, You're right. Every week is an awesome show. We have an awesome show yet again this week. Boom. We talk today about injury news, as always, after uh, week two, which I think we could probably make an entire episode out of injury news, it seems like, in the NFL anymore. But we're not going to because that would depress everyone. Um, We're also going to talk about um, guys that we are looking to sell high on and buy low. Uh, We're going to hit the panic button on a couple guys this week after week two, and we're going to then talk to you guys and tell you guys about all the top waiver pickups that we like that all you guys should be getting after tonight uh for tomorrow morning hopefully because uh it's tuesday and uh, you need to be after these waiver guys so let's jump right into the show um first and foremost how'd you guys do this week tommy um let's, well let's talk about uh let's talk about the fan league the fan league i got smacked on um everything's not panning out that i thought would pan out but you know what the week the season's still early it's only week two you know i had jordy nelson go down this week with a little injury that kind of sucked for me he really got me zero points obviously yeah, he got everyone Nothing. zero points this year um ty hilton you know he's still a starter on my team what i did this year was we don't have a kicker or a defense so i went very high on wide receivers it's a passing league everybody says that everybody knows that and i went uh without running backs and went wide receiver. So Jordy Nelson goes down, that hurts. T.Y. Hilton, no quarterback, that hurts. Terrell Pryor can't catch a freaking ball, that hurts. Um, and Willie Sneed getting suspended, that kind of hurts too. But I'm going to lose. I'm going to get beat up, actually. And Lord Troy, the North, good for them. They beat me. I'm going to go one and one. Still be relevant. I think I'll be knocking on some doors here when it comes to playoff. To- How many people make playoff? Four? Six? I think... You know, I have to look that up. I think it's six, but um, it's six. we'll double-check that. We should that. make that change to at least six. Let's do it now. Uh, Everything's going to be six. That's well, we're we're going to keep it whatever it is, so we'll right, look it up and works. figure it out. We're not making changes okay. now. Uh, but um, our boy, uh, our boys over there at the, um, uh, what was the 
what was the name of their oh, um, McFarm? McFarm, yeah. Oh, McFarms. Those guys are the best. Talking but smack on E Dog. Jeff, uh, Jeff has put the absolute beat down on you this week, E Dog, and then decided to give you some finger fucking. Well, I've, I've, uh, I've Wolf of Walnut Fantasy Dads, whoever that is. Oh, that's not your. Right. I apologize. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Jeff beat up the uh, Jeff beat up Hunter. Uh, yeah, so yeah you do have the Wolf of Walnut, aka Steal Him. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna need that trademark the name back. By the way, bag of walnuts is mine. But I mean, it, it basically came down to I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna go zero and two. Um, it's basically it's that set in stone right now. But uh, came down to our wide receivers too. Uh, yeah, I had Sammy Watkins put up five points. He had Michael Crabtree as his wide receiver too, put up 32 points. That was the difference maker Crabtree. right there. I, I want to let you know. Uh, well, thank God for Crabtree, but I want to let you know that he beat you with. Zeke Elliott and LaShawn McCoy probably having their two worst, the worst week of both guys. Yeah. I mean, I had DeMarco Murray. That's true, which we'll talk about later on in this show. Yeah, we will. But, uh, yeah, the real Fluffer, I think that's his real, uh, that's his name? The, 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 fluff, the Fluffer Nutter? Fluffer. The Fluffer. The real Fluffer. Uh, Talking smack on me. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll represent for the, the, the point after show. The fantasy football advantage is why they call me this. I'll be 2-0. Oh, don't even. As one I put the absolute... His own I'm not number. one league. I had 11 leagues. I went 9-11 and 11 this week. 9 of 11. So 9 of 11. I won 9 out of 11, which is a great difference and, and from last week. Where You're going to lose our uh, league of record. I'm not going to lose that. Paul I Perkins is going to end up scoring a touchdown here and, and beating you. They're in the red zone now. But I beat up Joe Caviston this week. I beat up Producer uh, pretty badly. So I'm two and zero. Well, let's I talk about our industry league then, real quick. If you want to talk about beating people up, yeah. I actually doubled you sure. this week. Yeah. I put up one thirty three. You put up sixty six. Right. So let's not throw stones here. So um, I will say this. Uh, oh, by the way, Evan Ingram just scored a touchdown. I will say this. Um, I was the fifteenth pick in a sixteen man league, and my second running back was um, Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware, who got hurt. And if you look at the waiver wire, there's literally not a guy that actually plays football on our waiver wire. So at the end of the day, when a guy gets hurt in that league, you're done. I was done from before week one. Chalk him up. Uh, but yeah, you kicked my ass, and at this point, I'm not I'm not in any contention to win that title. It's unfortunate, but I got other leagues That's to win. That's I'm looking for. I got other yeah, leagues to win. I want. I want. I put. I want the Antonio Brown jersey. That's what this fan league's all about. I want that Antonio Brown jersey in my in my well, man cave. The, the fan league was all about donating the St. Jude's, which yeah. is awesome, which is great. Um, my big here's how I rank them, and I said this preseason is obviously our league of uh, record, Lipko's Legends. I want to win that, but. I drafted great running backs, but they're kind of struggling right now with Zeke, Crowell, um, you know, Doug Martin coming back, uh, hopefully soon with suspension. And uh, then I want to win the industry Dougs with that uh, fancy jocks belt. That thing's pretty sweet. I would love to have that down the basement next to uh, intern Kyle's $20 bill, making it rain down here. And then after that, obviously, I want to put up. We kind of took measurements already for Antonio Brown's jersey down here Mm. in the studio. I think right above Paul's head. I think, I think you should start nice. small and just try to make some playoffs. How about that? <laughs> True. So uh, let's uh, let's get into uh, let's get into the show. Let's start off uh, today with our as usual our question of the week, and I think this one's going to hit near and dear home to Tommy. What do you think, Ed? Uh, I think so too. So Steve from Redmont, Washington asks, "Hey guys, uh, who would you rather have rest Is this of season?" The Steve that we knew from last year that was. Always reaching out to us on the point after show. No, no, that's New that's Steve. not to say that's a different Steve. Yeah, uh, this one actually came from Facebook, Steve. 
So uh, who would you rather have rest of season, Duke Johnson or Isaiah Crowell, and why? E-Dog. I'm going to start with you. Yeah. Um, and this is based on a half-point, even full-point PPR league. I have to go Duke Johnson. What if it's standard? Just standard. Curious. Does it change your mind? I, I think it would be a little bit tougher to decide. Um, Crowell, okay. through his first two games, he's averaging under 2.6 yards per carry. Not doing too hot. Um, Duke Johnson, obviously the, the passing back going to get more opportunities, I think, because they're going to be down. The Browns, they don't have the greatest team this year. They don't even know who their quarterback is week to week. Uh, but Hogan actually looked pretty good this week. And Duke Johnson got his opportunities, got uh, um, several targets, and he didn't didn't fare too bad. Um, four rushes, 21 yards, and three catches for just about 60 yards, 59 yards. So um, PPR league, I definitely like Duke Johnson over Isaiah Crowell. So I'm going to let Tommy finish this one. So let me jump real quick here because I know Tommy has the big you finish on this I, one. But I'm going to finish all so, over you. Wow, weird. So um, my I'm going to agree with you, Ed. I'm going to go Crowell on this, but oh. um, I'm Duke, sorry, no? Duke. That's what I meant. I'm going to go Duke Johnson on this. Uh, and I said this when Tommy was considering drafting uh, Crowell earlier on this in the in the off season. My my biggest concerns about Crowell is that the the Browns always are losing in games, so game script never gives Crowell enough carries, especially in, especially in the fourth quarter. Last year, the Browns actually had less fourth quarter carries. Every running back combined on the Browns had less fourth quarter carries than Melvin Gordon did by himself. Um, bad news for guys like Crowell when you're, you're you need to carry the ball in the fourth quarter. Here's my big thing, and this is what I'll tell uh, Steve. Week three is the deciding factor. It's where you draw the line in the sand. They play the Colts. They're actually going to be favorites probably in this game against the Colts. And I think, honestly, if he doesn't do anything in this game, you're in trouble all week, all, all, all season with Crowell, and you got to get rid of him. And they, they actually have a couple easier defenses against the run coming yeah. up. They have Indy, Cincinnati, and then the Jets. And the Jets. Well, so it's, that, it's that's, do or die right now. There, and that's my point, is you guys are ready to throw in the towel on Isaiah Crowell, but he played a tough Pittsburgh defense that shut down Dalvin Cook this week. Um, and then he played a Baltimore rush defense that's always been top five, top ten rush defenses in the NFL for the past X amount of years. So if you went and drafted Isaiah Crowell, if you noticed I benched him the first two weeks of the season, very smart play by me as a fantasy owner, because he had those tough matchups. But like you said, he has Indy, Cincinnati, and the Jets coming up. Those are teams that give up a lot of rush yards right there. Um, you know, Cincinnati might be a little tougher and the Jets might be tougher, but still, here's the thing. Crowell's going to get his carries. This week he only had 10 attempts rushing the ball. How many um, did he have in week one? He had 17. But again, it was against the Pittsburgh And he's still defense. averaging under it three yards. He has Pittsburgh. one yard a carry or something like that, 1.7. He averaged, uh, like, yeah, almost two. But um, <laughs> you got to uh, round up, right? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so, uh, right. Um, that's what my girl says. Yeah. yeah, right? That's what I've been rounding up since I was 16. That's why you're at three um, inches. Oh, yeah, you're giving me a lot of credit. Um, but anyway, Crowell is going to be solid this year. He's going to, like I said, I said in the beginning of the year, top 15 running back, and okay. I, I still go out and I say that. Uh, so how many weeks do you give him? What if he comes out with a big with a big goose egg? Or what if he comes out or he falls on his week. But what if he falls on his face this week? Do you give him week four? Or do you really start to get ba- get nervous about him? No. Um, well, there's a couple options, right? Everybody's a fancy player here, and what you are is you're, you're a mover and a shaker, at least I am, right? Mm-hmm. So 
if I'm worried about Isaiah Crowell, I honestly think that he's going to come out and have a good game with against Indy. Okay. Um, if he doesn't. Uh, I'm saying... I'm hypothetical if he doesn't. If he doesn't, then maybe you worry a little bit. But it depends. It, it looks you, you have to take a lot of look at the game situation, sure. the game flow. But that's always going to be the same game flow. Have? No, it's they're the Cleveland Browns. It doesn't, Cleveland they're always going to have the same game flow. Man. Uh, mm. You look at Kaiser this week, right? It was a decent game there for a while until Kaiser until got a headache. Migraine. Sure. If he and then he the came. Game, and then he came back in, and he was a hundred times worse. I don't disagree with and that. And Hogan but I, was I a I don't think he should have came back in. Did you ever have a real bad migraine? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've had. I, I used to have real bad migraines for a long time, and, and you can't even like. I would literally lay in a room, complete dark, blind shut, and a wet washcloth sure, over my it's eyes terrible. because it doesn't even matter what the light is. Yeah. If it's a little lamp in the room, it it makes you want to puke. Yeah, take a couple pamperin. And, and, then, yeah, and this guy wants to go Might out there cramps? and still try to play. Here's the go, Crowell. The rest of the season, go Crowell. I wanted. I wanted to really say Duke. one thing. You mentioned a couple minutes ago the Steelers having a great defense. They held uh, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Yeah. Dalvin Cook still ran for over five yards of carry. The bottom line is they just they couldn't. They had to throw the ball. Again, it, was it was game, game script. Situation. Right, but they didn't hold Dalvin Cook to shit. How many yards did he have? He had 64 yards on 12 carries, over five yards of carry. If I yards. when Isaiah Crowell starts getting over five yards okay. of carry, I won't worry about him. All I'm saying, watch and learn. He can't break Go three with right Crowell now. Crowell the rest of the season. Duke Johnson might have an increased role with the Corey Coleman injury, but uh, catching the ball maybe out of the slot. Mm. You know, uh, who knows how they utilize him? He had a great catch this week, but still as the number one back in Cleveland, I'm going Crowell. Stay tuned to next week. If he if he if he if he flops on his face, if if he flops on his face, he may end up in the panic button. Get out of here! All right, uh, so yeah, I'm predictable. Are you kidding? You're such a homer. Uh, if Crowell was on Eddie's team, you'd be throwing the towel in on him right now. Throw anything in? Oh, you got you, Eddie. Well, you spend fifty bucks for Crowell. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I spent twenty five. Back off my nuts, <laughs> oh, and I got him in the thirteenth round. Uh, he wasn't even worth the sixteenth right now. Didn't even start him yet. yeah, so it's been worth your twenty five bucks. Congratulations. Hey. Uh, Josh right. spent 25 on David Johnson. How's that working? Uh, terrible, but okay. I'd still rather take my chances, I guess. Hey. Uh, all right, so let's break into week two. Um, this is where we can all start to choke up and feel some tears flowing, but we're going to get into the injury news because we're... Break it um, from where I said Duke Johnson. It's just, yeah, it's bad. Uh, injury news is these are fantasy-relevant injuries um, by guys owned in at least 80% of leagues, uh, according to Roto World. So Corey Coleman, sticking with... The Cleveland Browns. Uh, broken hand, requires surgery. Right now they're saying he's out indefinitely. NFL.com is reporting he'll be out six to eight weeks. Same story, different part of the body with this guy. It's like every year it's another injury with him. Uh, all the potential in the world just can't stay on the field. It's starting to become a trend in the NFL. Um, there's going to be other guys in this list that we're going to talk the same story about. Um who does this? Any? I mean, we're going to talk later on about who this helps, right? Ed? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a there's a guy that I want to mention in okay. my uh, waiver pickup, right. but right. so we won't get into him much. right now. So Corey Coleman, if you have him, uh, six to eight weeks, he's pretty much he's droppable. Intern uh, Kyle has him. Intern Kyle does have him, but I, I think he's like your, he's probably like your intern, fifth wide receiver. Yeah, right? he's my fifth wide out. Yeah, uh, a guy that is not a fifth wide out. He's not even a fifth running back. He's probably a lot more to people than that. Is uh, Terrence West? Terrence West is dealing with a soft tissue injury. And right now is day to day. How do you guys feel about that? I think that that's huge news for guys Buck. like Buck Allen. Um, and then there's a guy that we're going to talk about. I'm going to mention later on in the show 
that I think it helps him a lot too. Terrence West has looked good. Um, yeah, he's looked good. I hope it's something that he can get back to quite early. I don't even have any stock in him, but I like to see. I don't you know, know what a soft guys. tissue injury means. Like, it's usually like well, like it's like wiener. hamstrings and you know, oh, okay. soft tissues are typically the ones that are take nagging. Yeah, they take time to come back from. They just nag all the time. Uh, mm. Kind of like we could call our wives like soft tissue injuries. Okay, Ooh, that's not nice. I don't speak. Well, my wife doesn't that. listen to the show. Uh, so. I like Kleenexes and stuff. Soft nice. tissues. Oh, great! Uh, Socks loves those. I like that. Uh, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll said uh, Jimmy Graham is questionable for Week Three with an ankle injury. So I want to say this to you guys. Um, this has been a, 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 a absolute meltdown for tight ends this week. We have five tight ends alone on this list. Jimmy Graham is the first one. Uh, in every single league I'm in this year, I literally have lost a tight end. Everyone, this week alone, I've When's lost. The last everyone. time you had a tight end, uh, probably the last time I went to jail. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Jimmy Graham, questionable week three with an ankle injury. If you have Jimmy Graham, monitor him. If you have Jimmy Graham, don't monitor him. Just bench him because he sucks right now. And actually, the the Seattle Seahawks offensive line is terrible. <clears throat> Randall Cobb will have an MRI. Uh, well, he's having it today, as a matter of fact, because it's actually Monday while we're recording this to determine the severity. No new news has been out about his shoulder injury. Took him out of last night's game um, for the Packers. I know Jordy Nelson also got taken out. Still no news on him. Eddie's got something to say. As a flyer, deep league flyer, Jeff Janis. You think? Ooh. I think Geronimo might be a little better than you Jeff Janis. That's just me. Deep flyers, though. I mean, deep we're talking, yeah yeah, 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 like deep, deep leagues. Maybe like our our industry I, duds type deep league. Yeah, but I think uh, Marty B and Devontae Adams. Even it sucks because I have them later on in our in our show here. But Ty Montgomery, I think those three players are just going to see an up. Ty, uptick. I love them. Ty yeah, Montgomery's looking stud he's right stud. now. Just he's yeah. just getting fed. Fed both running and. Uh, I mean, there's nothing sexy. Not if you look at him, there's nothing sexy about those. His yards per carry are, are piss poor. Uh, I expect that to obviously climb, but yeah, he's just getting fed. And right now, they got to get healthy. The Packers do like two both tackles out, uh, two wide receivers. I feel like the Packers been like this for a while. Every year it feels like this, right? Always Early every. There. It must be that Jordy uh, chilly t- air up there in Green Bay. Yeah, it's terrible. It's September. Ho- hopefully, uh, Cobb gets back in the field as a. Aaron Rodgers owner. I hope uh, Cobb and Nelson get back. So let's keep going. So speaking of another tight end, uh, ESPN's Chris Mortensen reports Greg Olson will miss six to eight weeks after undergoing surgery to repair a broken foot. Non-contact, too. Yeah. It's crazy to think. He actually had surgery today, I believe. It's crazy to think about, like, these players and how big they are, how athletic, how in shape they are. And just running routes, they get injured. It's it, I don't understand it. Is it the turf? Is it the the grass? I just like, think it's how much stress they put on their body. I, I think know. they I think they put more stress on their body than than uh, uh, obviously than a normal person would on a regular basis. And I just think it's eventually your body just can't take that kind of abuse. Yeah, you know yeah, they we'll can see. have the greatest trainers in the world. If I mean at the end of the day, it's a it's a it's a barbaric sport and it gets beat up. So Greg Olson, six to eight weeks, is he droppable? No. If you don't have an IR spot, is he droppable? I don't think so. No? He's only had, what, I think two catches in the first two games of the season. Yeah, um, it's all right. I guess it depends who your tight end two is and when the bye week. We're, we're, big, we're big on streaming tight ends anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I, I say he's droppable. As a matter of fact, I know he was dropped in our Lipko's Legends League just to, for that nugget. Um, I think he's droppable. Six to eight weeks is a long time. And then you've got to imagine he comes back and you know maybe, maybe he's 100%, maybe he's not. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports 
Rob Gronkowski. He wasn't dropped in Lipko's Legends. Uh, just looked it up, FYI. Gr- he, he is dropped. He's I just looked it up. Well, he's being dropped. He's on a waiver wait. He's trying to wait, wait for a... How do you waiver wait for a drop? Because somebody has a waiver request out yeah. dropping him. I get it. Yes. So if he gets the waiver request. Right. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports, Rob Gronkowski's groin injury is not believed to be serious. Here's my take on Rob Gronkowski. Every injury he has is serious. I mean, there's not many spots left on his body he could put a brace. Um, if he comes in with a brace on his on his nutsack next week and he just has an, a different weird you know cup, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like This guy is just a banged-up mess. Just an FYI, I don't think. I, we want to go on record. Eddie and I noticed this earlier. This uh, first podcast is Gronk caught his 69 touchdown this year. Yeah. So, so he might just he might just that. retire. Favorite number? Oh, that yeah. would be he literally might just retire right there. Uh, he That... He stopped shooting free throws at one point, right, when he was playing basketball <laughs> at 69 points. Uh, yeah, I think that um, I, put out a, a, I put out a poll last yesterday, a survey on Twitter, and asked, uh, it was just a quick, like, three- or four-hour survey on, uh, is Gronkowski going to make it all 16 games this year? And uh, 140-some votes later, 82% said no. So there's not a lot of uh, if, if Vegas had odds on if he's going to make it play all 16 games. Roto assurance? Yeah, Roto assurance is a definite. Uh, uh, would have been a great. Would, you probably would have spent like 50 bucks on, on oh, him though. Probably. Yeah. Uh, let's keep going. Another tight end uh, and another one of my tight ends. ESPN's Adam Schechter reports Tyler Eifert is dealing with back and knee injury. Stop me if you heard this before. Um, this puts uh, week three status in doubt. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I, I'm 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 done with Tyler Effort. Two weeks in a row. Uh, last season, I'm, I don't know why I drafted him this year. I gave him another shot. He's a disappointment to me. The Bengals offense is a I'm disappointment done with to the me. Bengals yeah, yeah, I'm. That, uh, that Bengals offense is horrible. They went from AFC North contenders to hoping to beat out the Browns. Yeah, Tyler Eifert is a is a touchdown dependent tight end to begin with, and now he is a stay on the field dependent <laughs> uh, tight end. So I'm I'm done with him. Uh, bad news for the Titans. Both Corey Davis and DeMarco Murray right now are considered day-to-day with hamstring injuries. Uh, DeMarco Murray played, you know, I think, what, 40% of the snaps? Well, on here's this. the thing. Yeah, even with DeMarco Murray, I don't think it's going to be too much of a miss for the Titans because, uh, obviously, you look over there, and Derrick Henry, he's been gobbling up touchdown after touchdown, even in the preseason. Now, last week, he had two touchdowns. Uh, was it two? I'm not no, sure. I think he had one touchdown. But here's the thing. Um, they're not going to miss him too much if he's out. Uh, yeah, he's only had he had one touchdown. He didn't have one in week one. He had one in week two. Um, yeah, but I was saying nine, uh, he had, in the preseason I mean, he had touchdowns. 14 carries for 92 yards and a touchdown. Like, he, he is the real deal. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, if if the Titans want to um, take it slow with bringing DeMarco back, I don't think they miss a beat. Good news for people that have Derrick Henry, like Tommy. Uh, bad news for DeMarco Murray owners, and I think we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, so. there goes my panic button. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert. All he does that all the time. <laughs> I said we're going to talk He's about that. He's good at that. Spoiler alert. Uh, and then uh, two more we got. Uh, one more tight end. Um, and, again, stop me if you heard this report but uh, or before. Uh, Jordan Reed is day-to-day with bruised chest. And Rob Kelly is day to day for with um, rib cartilage. Apparently, he has rib cartilage. I don't know. Roto World wrote just wrote rib cartilage. That's everybody. Uh, Redskins 
It's their offense is bad enough, and now it's falling apart. How about my man Chris Thompson though? He I have him in like three leagues. Looks and good. Start him I, any. I didn't start him in no. any yet. He, uh, he could quite. He he quite honestly could have made our waiver watch later on in this episode, but I think he's actually owned already in over forty percent of leagues. But yeah, Chris Thompson is is stud right now. Uh, last one yeah. I have for you guys: uh, John Brown out again. Uh, already expected to miss week three. He already missed week two. Quad injury. We're going to talk about what's a great replacement for him. If you didn't watch any football this week, you don't know. But Jay, Jay. Um, yeah. So Jay, John Brown down again. That quad has been a problem with him for a year and a half now. Doesn't look like it's getting any better. And uh, that wraps up mm-hmm. our injury news hopefully no more relevant guys get injured or we're just gonna have to dedicate an entire episode of this sooner than later yeah and, and it sucks because well other than john brown maybe Corey coleman most of them are all starters in the league jordan <laughs> jordan reed tyler eifert Gronk, five tight ends olsen yeah jimmy graham i wrote down a couple uh possible waiver wire pickups for tight ends good Benjamin Watson had yeah. a decent week. Okay, stole my shit. Oh, I'm sorry. That's no, all right. Go ahead. And then uh, Virgil. Yes, I do. Scroll down to the bottom. And Drew. then Virgil well, Green. You just kept adding shit. So. Yeah. Well. And then Virgil Green too. Virgil, the million dollar man. Yeah, I think those two. If you're looking for a streamer, if these guys are, if you are a streaming player for tight ends, you should, which you should be, you based on be. looking at those five yeah. tight ends we just mentioned, this is why you should stream tight end. Um, I don't know. Zach Ertz is the man. Those are two. Uh, Two decent backups. Probably Virgil Green is probably lesser owned, but he did have back-to-back weeks of at least five points in a PP. In a half ben Watson is owned in 1% of leagues, right. and uh, he had one target in week one. He looked like a monster in week two, so um, I'm all over him for the waiver wire. Hopefully uh, I can get him. You know what's funny, up. right? Speaking of tight ends, we always dog this guy because he's so old, and we always say he doesn't really score, but Jason Witten is the leading scoring tight end in the league right now. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. He, what's he like, thirty nine and a yeah. half? Good well, you him. you dog him because your sister in law takes him in like the tw- second round every oh, year. But she's a giant guy, Dallas homer. Twenty two targets, uh, seventeen catches, uh, hundred and fifty six yards, and two touchdowns in the first two games. And that's one thing going forward is Dak Prescott loves throwing the ball short. You know, we talked about that over the weekend. Is he's not a long ball thrower? But he's another guy. Could he stay healthy? Witten. 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 Yeah, he stays pretty healthy. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I yeah, you're right. Who knew? So we're gonna get into. Uh, it's time to get into the two. Um, well, some of the meat and potatoes of the show, like we always do. But before we do that, let's uh, take a minute to thank our sponsor, which is Pristine Auction. Pristine Auction is your everyday must-go-to memorabilia website, pristineauction.com. They have daily auctions that are just second to none for autographed sports memorabilia, entertainment memorabilia, music, you name it. If you want to fill uh, your house, your man cave, or just get you know a loved one a gift, check out Pristine Auction, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com. Go there. It's free to browse. It's free to sign up. When you do sign up, just tell them that the guys at the Point After Show sent you, and uh, it's awesome. The places, the, the the guys are great there. Um, you'll love it. It's pristineauction.com. 
All right, so let's bust into our sell high, buy low. So this is uh, a, a little segment that we're going to talk about guys that we are willing to buy low on right now, which means uh, we think highly of them, but because they're having such a bad first two weeks of the season, we think we might be able to kind of get a, a steal of a trade off of somebody. Uh, and then some guys that we're going to talk about that we're willing to sell high on. So some guys that are having really good first two weeks of the season that we don't necessarily think it's going to stay that way that you might want to uh start selling on them right now and get some good value out of them uh who wants to start tommy or eddie well i'll do the the buy low right um okay i see you switch this up yeah i'm gonna go with uh running back from philadelphia eagles not like garrett blunt the guy you would think it is the guy that had no carries this week i'm going with darren sproles this guy is obviously the the back there um I'm not saying he's an RB1 by any means, but this guy had 10 carries this week for 48 yards. He's obviously the pass back out of the backfield. Um, Darren Sproles, always a stud. What's he, like 34-2? And he still has that speed to break away any single play. He returns kicks, so if you're getting uh, any points for return yards, he's always going to get those points as well. But I'm going by low for... Darren Sproles, and it's not because he's not performing. I know he really hasn't put up crazy numbers, like seven points a week, but he's that kind of guy that you know you could start as a flex and get those seven points a week. So you could go trade away some dog shit or even like a 16th round pick next year if you if you do that kind of stuff and get Darren Sproles. Like Paul said, LeGarrette Blunt had zero carries this week. So, you know, Pumphrey's not that good. Wendell Small Pumphrey's is done. Wendell Smallwood. Poor Eddie. Is, is and Eddie's junk. boy. Yeah, that was so, my, uh, my flyer. This so year. go out and uh, make make a move for Darren Sproles. He's going to get you carries, obviously, and he's going to get you some catches out of the backfield. Um, Eddie, I personally won't have Darren Sproles on my team, but I like where Tommy's coming from. Edog, who are you buying low on right now? Uh, I'm going to do a little combo doggy here. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, I, I know I put Kelvin Benjamin. You're in switching there. it up. You're no, going gonna, off script. No, I'm keep I'm keeping the Panthers. I'm going to go Kelvin Benjamin and Cam Newton. Both of these two guys have not lived up to their potential. Trying yet. to make moves for those Panthers. Um, Kelvin Benjamin, first game, one catch, 25 yards. Second game, a little bit better, six for 77. Cam Newton. I don't think he broke 13 fantasy points in any league for the first two weeks, um, individually, not combined, obviously. But um, but they do have the Saints, who secondary, their defense is to- horrible coming up. Patriots, who just gave up 356 yards to Breeze, and then week one, 368 to Alex Smith. I agree with that. Their defense isn't what it was last year. And then they have Detroit, Philly, Chicago. Defenses that it's going to be... Great going forward, I think, for the Carolina Panthers, who are already 2-0, who didn't really have to use their offense that much um, the first two games. I think, fantasy-wise, Calvin Benjamin is going to step up. And everyone, I think, for that offense. Christian McCaffrey, he's going to start, I think, uh, producing because people drafted him pretty high up this year. Um and even Cam Newton. What do you think? So, do you think Cam Newton gets hurt by no pun intended? But do you think it hurts his value at all that Greg Olson's done for six to eight weeks? Nah, 
I don't think so. I think the league is is kind of it's been like their top target. Sure, for a while. But I think the league is at its point where there are so many people that are there willing to step up. They might be might not be that kind of stud like Greg Olson is, but they're there ready to step up and and take that opportunity and move into the next level. You know, Galladay and Cooper Cup are kind of two guys that come to my attention here. Is is people really? weren't really high on them. They're rookies, and they came out, and they were studs. And uh, Panthers have the rookie uh, Curtis Samuel. I think you might see a little uptick in him. I think people had a big high expectation for him early on, drafting-wise, a couple weeks ago, a month ago. And even uh, Funchess, he might even see some more targets. So you're basically buying low on the entire Carolina so, Panthers yeah. team. You're, yeah. you're expecting to make a sealer run here. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you. So I'm going to give you my buy low, and it is Joe Mixon right now. Um, I mean, what can we say? Like, we, on this show, we talked, to, we talked about him a lot. We, we assumed he was going to, he was way overdrafted. He was going to start slow. We were not anticipating the entire uh, Bengals offense or team in general starting as slow as they have um no touchdowns in the first two games of the season they just fired um their their offense coordinator and just re they just hired bill laser as their new offense coordinator i think that they finally come to the to the realization that mixon is their best talent in that backfield i think they have to start winning the games they have to start winning now they just put themselves in a huge hole in that division and i think that you know joe mixon's their best way he right now he leads all backs in that backfield with 17 carries 45 yards no obviously again like i mentioned no touchdowns he he has the second most catches in that backfield behind giovanni bernard he has the second most targets i think at the end of the day he's just the talent in that backfield that's what they drafted him for they have to give him a chance now. And here's why I disagree with that is is the Bengals were that type of offense that really they thought uh, Jeremy Hill was out of his prime, so they went and got Bernard, and Joe Mixon was going to replace Bernard and Jeremy Hill. Hill out of his prime. Here's He's like the, four years in the league, dude. But all I'm saying is that he was out of his prime for what they drafted him for. But you look, you said, yeah, you, you, you nailed it, is Joe Mixon had 17 carries this year, but he also has the lowest yards per carry average on the team. And then you look at receiving, he, you know, uh, Jeremy Hill, has two receptions for zero yards, but he was never receiving back. And right. then you compare Bernard versus Mixon, and Mixon actually gets dominated by Bernard. Bernard had three catches for 55 yards, where Mixon had four for 20. So again, he's the lowest catch back out of the backfield out of the two catchbacks. So I think... But you have one back that can do both. Sort of. So Do both lousy. No, right? so the whole think, offense is lousy. You can't compare it on two sure. games, man. So what I th- He's the most talented you're, guy you're in that backfield. You're making your decision out of the out No, of the I'm games. making my decision on the fact out of, that... Out of his with, college career? Just purely watching the guy. Watch his games, dude. I, he's faster than both of those guys. I disagree. He's better than both of those guys. I disagree. I think, I think Cincinnati needs to go back to what they were doing last year. When they year. weren't winning with Jeremy Hill? He they, barely was going to make the roster right this year. Last year. They did great last year compared to what they are now. They're 0-2. So I think they need to go back. I'm glad they fired the OC, and they need to go back to Jeremy Hill as the featured running back and Gio Bernard uh, Bernard coming as the catchback out of the backfield. So that's my take. I disagree with the Joe Mixon, but, hey, hopefully you're right, and you probably will be right. You have the FF advantage. 
Um, D. I yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like there's like a giant pile of shit about to come down and hit me or something. No, because no, I thought no, he was I'm completely right. Uh, well, let's go to our sell high. So, Tommy, your buy low, your buy low on Darren Sproles. Who are you selling high on right now? Oh, I'm selling high on Kareem Hunt. I know people are going to look at me and say, oh, Tom, you're freaking crazy. This guy is the best running back in the league. You had people coming out saying he's the MVP so far after two weeks. Who gives a shit, right? The MVP doesn't come out after two weeks. It comes out at the end of the season. But you look at what this guy, sure, uh, week one versus uh, New England Patriots. He had a great game. But you look at what he did week two. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I understand he... End of the day, he put up solid fancy numbers uh, with two touchdowns, 81 yards, but all of that basically came on the one carry for a touchdown there. Uh, he was held to, what, like seven yards in the first half? Uh, that's pretty shitty. I don't think he's going to continue to produce these numbers, even though uh, projections have him doing that. He wasn't even going to be the number one back until Spencer Ware got hurt, so how good is this guy? is my first question. Second question is he can't continue this pace. I'd go out and try to trade Kareem Hunt for another solid RB1 and maybe a, a wide receiver two, or if you get a combo, whatever you can do. I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but I'm saying you could sell this guy at a value right now. He is very high. Stock market's through the roof, like Trump's creating jobs. I, I completely agree with you that the stock market is through the roof on Kareem Hunt. I completely disagree with you that you go out and you get rid of him. At the end of the day, man, there's nobody else in that backfield that's even competition to him. He gets volume. He's damn good if you watch him. And I'm, I'm a Kareem Hunt hater, believe me. I got smoked by him two weeks in a row now. I hate the guy. But at the end of the day, you have to call what he is, and he is talented. He finds openings. He gets the ball out of the backfield, whether it's being handed off to him or whether he's catching it out of the backfield. The guy is going to get his touches in an offense that historically – Andy Reid loves throwing and touching and, and running backs getting the ball a lot. So The guy is going to continue to get volume, so and I think he is going to end up having a monster. Top top 10 without a doubt, probably top a top 5. That great. For running backs, a top yeah. 10 running back, he's, so that's an RB1. Thing, right? He's going to finish as an RB1. He had one carry this year, uh, this week for 53 yards and a touchdown, so that means he had 12 for 27. So he okay. was, So that's terrible, right? You look at Chuck two Kendrick two Kent. more touchdowns, 80, 81 yards you know, and thirteen no, he carries, fifty three yards and a but touchdown. But my point is, he one had carry, uh, and the other one was listen. If was Isaiah Crow put yard. those if the, if Isaiah Crow put those those up, uh, you you'd, you'd have him on a pedestal. I wouldn't have him on a pedestal. I'd you'd say be thinking I'd he's the greatest I'd thing say going. I'd keep him, but right. right now, after his week one stats and his week two combined stats, again for uh, uh, an okay game based on what you watched, uh, fantasy obviously a lot better is you could go out and you could trade him for, for great things. You're insane. You're talking about... Who do you trade no, him for? I said, like, a, a solid RB1. Like a, He is a solid RB1. So you're trading hey, him for what? But you're talking about trading high, right? But give me what another RB1 you trade him for. Um, I don't know. I, it, it depends what the trade is. Like I said, an RB1 and a wide receiver 1-2 is what I would trade him for. I said that. That's what I came out and said here. But it, you, you look at the other opportunities... But why would somebody trade that? What do you mean? Because Why would they're somebody... high on him right now. You look at West. He only had one carry. One carry for 21 yards and a touchdown. That's my point. That's my point is is the, the line there offers all these opportunities for these other guys. So Kareem Hunt's not that great of a talent. He doesn't... He doesn't it, uh, yes, he is. Okay. He was going to take Here's over that Spencer Ware Okay, let's make job. a bet on this then. Let's do it. What do you want to do? I don't know. You right just now. said it. Yeah, let's make a bet. Well, what are you thinking? I bet he finished out of the top five. How about uh, how about that? Well, that's a well, top he's number five, one dude. By far right now. I get that, but let's number let's do something. Far. Let's do something about let's do something 
short term. I'm tired of these long term bets. Let's do something short term. He's right now. He's he's above every other running back by like 30 fantasy points. Right, and he's gonna he's gonna continue. So and he's sick. Lead, so let's go. And I'm not I'm not worried about long term. Let's just do a short term bet well, here. This is a long term thing. You're you're running 13 weeks in a fantasy season. Your fantasy season. He's in a top st- five, dude. At the end of the season, a top five. He's number one by 30 you're, points right now. For you to get rid of him, you're, you're whole, assuming he's not going to finish. That's a great week, maybe two solid weeks. For you to get rid of him, you're assuming to me, you're telling me that you don't think he's going to finish as an RB1 at all if you're going to try and get that. rid of him. I didn't say right. that. Well, Again, you don't comprehend all of all. So what I we'll said is you could go out and get an RB1 solid, okay. like a Ty Montgomery. You can't even make that trade. It's not going to matter. Well, that's that's the FF advantages idea. Behind you're not going to trade. You're you're not, somebody's not going to give you an RB one and a solid wide receiver Why? for Kareem Hunt. That doesn't even make any sense. I was in a league. Why would you give up a running back one for a running back one, and then by the way, give up because a because you think he's going to be a stud. He is a stud. Okay, right now you're after two up, games, he's a stud. Right? Name so, an RB one. You give up for it. Well, you, there's a lot, man. Who? Like name one. Who? Just uh, name Ty one. Ty Montgomery, Devonta Freeman. So Ty Montgomery, you'd give up Ty Montgomery and who? Calvin Benjamin. No, probably better than that. People would give up. I'm not saying me. I'm say I'm not saying me. There are a lot of people sold that Kareem Hunt is the greatest thing ever since like Jamal Charles. And uh, I've not, I'm not. I don't know. I've never heard that, but I think he's really good. Well, right now, so we'll I agree. Would, to I, would, I would say that if you are struggling for a wide receiver. Mm-mm. Trade for a wide receiver and an RB two. Why? RB one or running back ones are so hard to come by in this league. I don't think so. You have a stud running back, dude. That you're guaranteed. He's basically like a wide receiver for the most part. For the he's most like a part. one and two. He's yeah. like a wide receiver and a running back. He but catches out of the backfield. Here's the thing. Again, like I said, I think Kareem Hunt will digress the rest of the season. He's not going to finish as a top five running back. You could go out and you could go trade him. People are high on him. Like I said, I had a draft. Of a fantasy league draft that is always every single year the Friday after the first Thursday night game. All right, let's make the let's make the bet. The Friday. After, uh, let's let make finish. the bet. Top the Friday five. after the first Thursday night game, and he went number three overall because of what he did week one. Let's make the bet. Top yeah. five. I yep. think he finishes a top five running sure. back. I'm I'm willing to take that. That's insane, but I'll take it yep. anyway. Top five. Go ahead. Top five running back. What's the bet? You can't get injured. Can't get injured. No, he can get injured. No, he can't get injured. We always play that way. He can't get injured. You got If he finishes as a top five running back through playing his 16 games. No, it has to at least play 10 games is what we bet. Uh, oh, I'm not going to take that bet because I can't I can't sit there and take a bet not assuming he might. Dude, you see how the injuries we happens every single week? It's all of our other bets. Uh, at the end of the day, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get injured. Know, he has to, play, he has to play 10 games. If he doesn't get injured, man, he's a top five running back. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So if he misses one game, he's out of top five. You're going to use that as your escape. Dude, take, for, take one game. points ahead right now. Take one game away from anybody, ahead. dude. Take one game away from uh, of anybody. Okay. You're, you're going to be a not. It's going to be hard to be a top five running back. All right, let's keep moving because we're. Eddie. Yeah. Go on to uh, go on to your uh, cell. Well, this will be this will be short because we already mentioned him, and I'm kind of going back on what I said, but not really. I'll roll. You with and that. Tommy should sell high to each other here. Ty Montgomery. Boom! You're selling him high. I'll yeah. sell him high. Oh, you guys should just should sw- you guys should just swap running backs. If I, had hopped, I would. <laughs> I wish we could. That would make that trade in a heartbeat. Especially now with uh, with all, all the injuries. I just don't like. I just receivers. don't like. I just don't like his yards per carry. Who's I'm, that? I'm with you. Ty, Ty Montgomery. Montgomery. I'm with you on that. On the backfield. He has one. So does Kareem Hunt, and he has a higher yards per carry. Okay. Much higher. All right. He's barely, barely reaching that three yards per carry. He's 29, 29 carries, eighty nine yards in his first two weeks. He's goal line dependent. I don't know if I can trust him going forward. 
I like what he's doing so far, and they're definitely giving him the ball. They're giving him the opportunities. But at the same time, with all these injuries that uh, Green Bay is having, I think they're going to be passing more. And I think the wide receiving and um, tight ends are going to get more looks than the backfield. So I'm selling high on Ty Montgomery. Three touchdowns in the first two weeks. Mm. I don't I'll, think he's going to keep up that. I love Ty Montgomery. I, I like Ty Montgomery too, but okay. I will actually what agree with it. I will take Eddie's side on this one. I think that um, I, I'm worried about a lot of the things that are going on in Green Bay right now, the injuries, the two tackles are out. And I've said from day one, when Dad, our father, uh, who are in heaven, our father, uh, who drafted Ty Montgomery at our draft, I kind of snickered at him. I said, I don't think he st- stays the, 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 the starter the whole year. I'm wrong. As of the first two weeks, he looks phenomenal. But I still hold to the fact that I, I don't think he has as much talent as a Kareem Hunt, and I, I'm selling high That's on him. Fine. Sell him high. Here's the thing. You're talking about him coming uh, with all these injuries happening there and him probably underproducing now from what he did the first two weeks, I think he's going to overproduce because he comes out of the backfield. So he has a linebacker covering him most of the times. He doesn't have a a defensive back, a corner, a safety. He has a linebacker covering him. And this guy was, by nature, a wide receiver coming into the NFL. So he's he's dual threat. He's going to get those one yard, two yard, three yard punch-ins from the goal line, and he's also going to get a lot of dump downs coming out of the backfield with a tight end, or a linebacker covering him. All right. So I say you keep his ass. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give you my sell high. I'm selling high right now on Mike Gillisley. Um, I, I just think that through two weeks, he right now in standard scoring, he's the number five running back. In PPR, he's the number 10 running back. He's averaging three and a half yards per carry. He's got four touchdowns. He is the definition of touchdown dependent, in my opinion. Here's a crazy stat that I looked up. He is the only running back right now in the top 25 for fantasy value, right? That has 60, or actually has over. 40% of his valued 40% of his fantasy points come from inside a 5-yard line. 69% of his fantasy points come from inside the 5-yard line. Out of his 20 uh out of his let's see 28 carries um from the 5-yard line and out. So those other 95 yards, he only has uh, 11 fantasy points. From the 5-yard line and in, he has 24 of his fantasy points. Like he's touchdown dependent. If the if the the Patriots don't continue to land on that four, five, or three, four, well, they do. one, two, three, four yard line. He doesn't have any relevance. And if they run a couple games in a row where he doesn't get those touchdowns, goal line carries, you know, here's the thing. Here's here's what I'll say. Um, I know a lot of people. Um, a lot of people compare him to Legarrette Blunt. Am I correct on that from last year? Well, the comparison is that, yeah, I, I get, I can see. Yeah, that. people yeah. compare that, but I don't agree with that. Mm-mm. Right. So, but for the touchdown purposes, he he's compared to Legarrette Blunt, right? Here's my thing: why I don't compare him Legarrette Blunt. Legarrette Blunt was there with uh, Dion Lewis, who was dinged up last year, and James uh, White. James White. James White's awesome. Yeah, he is. Sort he's of. pretty. But now he's you got Rex Burkhead, I love James, James White. White. You have Gillisley. Burkhead's like banged nine up of them though. Back there. Burkhead had a receiving touchdown this weekend. He's banged up now, though. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing: there's like nine running backs back there. Do you think? Do you Blunt. think Gillisley will break a thousand yards? 
Oh, I don't agree with that. No, no, no I'm just asking. I didn't say I, yeah, I'm I saying. Okay, so so Laguerre Blunt had 1,100 yards last year and 18 touchdowns. I don't think he comes anywhere near that. Yes, he can have double digit touchdowns. He's already got four in the first two games, right? Three in the first game alone. So he's well on his way to a double t- double touchdowns. But I mean, at the end of the day, he's not going to he's not going to be a thousand yard rusher, no. and he's not going to be in a game where if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's going to probably put up a forty yard, fifty yard game at best. I mean, if they he's give on, him the well, ball, he's on pace to uh, right now. What is average? He's on pace to do a little over nine hundred. So maybe he's got one hundred fourteen yards in two games, sharing all those carries. Maybe I don't want to say that's outrageous that he does a thousand yards, but he'll probably have to break a couple long ones. If, yeah. if he's just getting goal line work, then no. But he's got a hundred and what a hundred and fourteen yards in the first two games. Two games, fifty-seven. Bring it out yeah. to sixteen games. Comes to nine hundred twelve yards for the season. Okay, good math. No catches. Big downfall to me. I, I'm selling high on him at this point. I know there's a lot of people out there that love Gillisley because they think he's going to be the Legarrette Blunt this year. I think you can get great value for him if I have him. I'm absolutely trying to sell high on him right now. It's just me. Um, so that. Pretty much concludes our segment on that. Here's the thing, guys. We uh, we ran extremely long on this. Uh, so we, I mean, what do we do? Do we do we skip the panic button and go right to the top waivers? I we'll think that's what everybody panic wants. Button with no conversation. No conversation on yeah. the panic button. I'll go. I'll go quick because mine was already mentioned. My panic button is Demarco Murray. Panicking on Demarco Murray. Yep. I can't can't blame you on that. Yeah, one. my panic button. I'm going Terrell Pryor. I know I drafted him in a lot of leagues. I thought very highly of this guy, but he already has three drops in two games. This uh, this week versus the Rams, he went out, only had four targets. His two catches came late in the fourth quarter when the defensive back that was shadowing the entire game went down. Uh, I get a little nervous about this guy. Terrell Pryor is definitely my panic button. I'm going to go. We already talked about Terrell, uh, Tyler Eifert. I'm giving up on him as my tight end. He's obviously a panic button to him. I say drop him. The other panic button I have is Jordan Howard. I know Tommy talked about him earlier. He's a little bit down on, on Jordan Howard. Last uh, last word on him was uh, at the end of last yesterday's game, uh, Sunday's game, sorry, he was in a sling, arm sling, and he didn't want to talk to reporters. I think Tariq Cohen's basically starting to get into a 50-50 split with him. If you have Jordan Howard, you're going to want to panic on him and, and hope to God something changes in that in that offense. But So we got Tyler Eifert, Jordan Howard, DeMarco Murray, Tyler, uh, Terrell Pryor as our four panic buttons this week. Sorry we couldn't get into more of that, but let's get to what you guys are all waiting for. Our top waiver ads this week. We're going to have to speed through this again. Eddie. Let's do one. One each. Do one each, and then we'll give a couple quick uh, no talk track on them, just some honorable mentions. And I'm not a big fan of the the Cleveland Browns. We talked about the Crowell, Duke Johnson as the the question of the week. But with the Corey Coleman injury, Kenny Britt's not doing much. I like Rashard Higgins. He was called up on Saturday from the practice squad. He's their new number one. <laughs> yeah, and he went seven. He got seven catches. I think eleven targets or nine targets and seven catches for uh, ninety-five yards. Yeah, Corey Coleman broken hand. He's going to be out. Kenny Britt basically just checked out. He said, he "I play for the Browns, and this is worse than playing for the Rams." So he thinks worse than a big, yeah. big brown turd. Yeah, he, but Rashard Eddie's toilet. Rashard Higgins. Um, I think he's 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 worth a wide receiver. Free look in. He's worth the stash in a deeper league, definitely in a 12 man league. He's only owned in 2% of leagues, so absolutely just keep an eye on him. Good call, Eddie. Yeah, I like him. I'm going with. I'm going running back from uh, Seattle Seahawks, Chris Carson. He's uh, only 40% owned in leagues. This guy, you know, 
He's he's doing well. He's averaging over five yards a carry on twenty six attempts this year. He's their new guy, man. He's oh, their he's number one. There. Eddie, Eddie Lacy's Lacy going to be in the end of scratch. He's going to be gone. Eddie Lacy's you know, going to be in the unemployment line. To the Cardinals. I don't no, know. I think he's going to be sitting in the unemployment line. But uh, maybe he's going to the fake news hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rawls got the start, but only finished with five carries for four yards on uh, 16 snaps this week. Carson, uh, meanwhile, played 51 <laughs> snaps, uh, put the offense on his back late in the game, grinding out a, in the clock, close win. I think Chris Carson's going to be the man there with uh, the Seahawks offense. They have a tough offensive line. They're, they're kind of beat up, getting Russell Wilson sacked a lot. But uh, Chris Carson's the man. First intelligent thing you said all night. I appreciate that well, on I you. I said you're cool. That's that that's fair, and I almost got hit by a pile of dog shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I write with Chris Carson. What are you, the man, what are you man. pointing over there, uh, intern Kyle? Uh, he's Cooper Cup. He, he likes his Cooper Cup. Is Cooper Cup under? We talked about he's him got, last he's, week. No, so, he's 69 percent. Yeah, this so week, he's plus 43 in the last week. Yeah, so. but yeah. so our our waiver wire picks just for our listeners to know, we pick guys that are owned in less than 40 percent of leagues. We try to really 40 or less. 40 percent or so less. Hit the threshold. Chris Carson was right there on the threshold. I agree with you, T. I love Chris Carson in Seattle. He played very, very well with a really beat up, um, with a really beat up Seattle defense. So, um, good for him. I have uh, JJ Nelson. JJ Nelson is owned in twenty one percent of leagues. We talked about it earlier in the show. John Brown's out with a quad injury. He's now the number two option in Arizona. This guy has been just. He's been 